0: Show me the money.
1: Show me the money. Show us the Jerry Maguire.
0: Show you the money. Show me the money. Um, show Brandon the money. Show Will the money.
2: Did we have the audience at hello?
0: I, ooh, I hope so. I didn't think we even said Did we he complete you? I, I hope that... I want you all to know that you complete me. Not <laughs> you guys, the audience. That's who I'm talking to. I'm trying to talk to the people that listen to this show. But you guys also complete as well. How's everybody?
3: Hmm.
2: Well, I've watched Jerry Maguire. No, I I actually I don't know why I'm saying it like that. I didn't not like this movie. I mean I thought I didn't
1: not like it. Is that is not not
2: the I thought that isn't that a double negative? I thought that I was a really big fan of Cameron Crowe, who directed this movie. Mm -hmm. It turns out I just really, really like Almost Famous. Not not that's not an insult against Cameron Crowe. I've only seen this movie and Almost Famous. I haven't seen any other of his movies. well, I've heard that. Like, what's that one movie he did?
1: Singles. It's did supposed to singles, be pretty good. He did say anything, which my dad likes. He did Vanilla Sky, Elizabeth Town, We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> oh, he did do We Bought a Zoo. And Aloha and, and Aloha, which uh. a lot of people hated. Like, yeah. hated. Uh.
2: Well, then they cast Emma Stone as an Asian woman. Yeah. Uh. And Emma Stone. I don't know if you know this or not. Is she's. Uh, she is was not half, Asian.
1: Viet, half Vietnamese, but it's still... I'm not buying that. Well, I mean, Scarlett Johansson's Japanese. So oh, yeah, I,
2: I forgot know. about that. <laughs> How much of the cast of Ghost in the Shell is actually Asian? I don't know. I didn't one. say it. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I've never I even think the shell them. is. Just I'm no waiting for somebody
0: to come gone. in and say they want a ticket. One of my favorite things is uh, when somebody bought, tries to buy a ticket for a movie, but they just, just get the movie wrong in all the right ways. Like, somebody said they wanted to go see Bad Baby, which was the Boss Baby. Uh, but I want somebody to come in and just be like, can I get one for Shelley's ghost?
2: You could just tell them, like, oh, if you God. watch Glengarry Glenn Ross and you you edit out Alec Baldwin swears, you're pretty much getting <laughs> the same movie.
0: Well, yeah, because he does, the like, half of the bits from it in there.
2: Well, I mean, he's only in Glengarry Glen Ross for, like, that one scene. Yeah, and he... I think he got nominated he, for, like, an Oscar
1: for it. He takes like, it over minutes. to that. That's my favorite part of Jerry Maguire. Do you think someone would come up and say, Can I see Gerald McIntyre? Do you have a <laughs> ticket for Gerald McIntyre?
2: Get me one for Gerald Maguire. So, this movie came out in 1996... It was directed by Cameron Crowe. It stars, uh, I don't know what he's been up to lately, Tom Cruise, oh. his name. Um, <laughs> the Winger, the mummy. The Mummy. And then someone who I genuinely don't know what happened to, Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, mm. he was
1: in the littlest vampire. Yeah. And after yeah. that, he disappeared. Well, wasn't he, he, he has isn't has he Stuart he was... Little's brother? Isn't he yeah. super, like, yoked
0: right now? Like,
2: like heavy-ripped? yeah you, <laughs> i feel you like i know the
3: term yoked <laughs>
2: um i feel like he wanted to escape that reputation of cute little kid if he has no tattoos i'm gonna be shocked
0: i'm gonna be oh yeah okay. the picture on his oh, like i okay the the picture that comes up when you search him is just this this ultra shredded pick of the kid from jerry Maguire. He's got a
2: big star david
1: tattooed on him yeah that
0: tattoo his human head looks like it weighs more than eight pounds though
1: because it is huge i was wondering how to make that a joke and you did it thank, thank you. you you're, you're welcome it's still
3: the same size as it was in this movie
0: yeah that's a shame i'm sure he's doing well though I, he, he he's got to be good he looks like, like he's doing great for himself
2: well who else is in this jay moore is in it jay moore yeah, cuba, I was
0: gooding, yeah. cuba gooding, gooding surprise junior surprised surprise junior. Even. regina king so, yeah. plays king. cuba
1: gooding junior's wife yeah. mm-hmm. She was great. Kelly mm-hmm.
0: Preston. Jerry O'Connell. Oh, Jerry yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I, I remember, because I don't think any of us saw this movie in theaters. It was rated mm-hmm. R. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it was 96. But, yeah, uh probably not. Uh, I've seen this movie before, before watching this. I've seen it once or twice. Actually, probably a couple of years ago. It was on Netflix, and it was honestly like a curiosity watch, because I knew what the movie was. I'd never seen it. So I, I figured I'd see what it was all about.
1: I've never seen it, uh, and I mentioned earlier that if it weren't for this podcast, I probably never would have seen it. I had no interest in it before, and I have no interest to watch it again after, so... I'm 100% with you on that. It's a I, check I, off the list.
0: Yeah, it's like... I have no interest in it, and I still, like, don't. This it is... was, like, don't get me wrong, it's a good movie, like, it's a... But that's really all. It's, like, a super innocuous, like, it's... Here's your
1: movie.
3: Mm-hmm yeah
1: <laughs> did you get out with this
3: yeah i i I'd seen it a few times i don't know i think i kind of just caught it randomly um just on random movie channels uh and then i don't know if it came on like the oxygen channel or
1: it seems it's that def- this could easily have you know, been a made for oxygen I'm, movie
3: yeah um you know, like seen it this time i'm like this is it's nothing special to me i don't I'm surprised it gets like parodied as much as it does, and gets quoted as as much as it does. Quite honestly, but well, this,
1: has, yeah. oh, I was gonna say this was number nine overall worldwide box office for '96. Oh wow! And nominated for best picture and multiple other awards. Yeah, well, and Cuba, won. Yeah. yeah, Cuba Gooding Cuba... Jr. won for best supporting, Act. and he's good
2: in the movie. Yeah. I think that's well deserved. Mm. He's he's yeah. pretty good in it.
1: What, well, who was he up against? This was the year of Fargo, so he beat mm-hmm. William H. Macy in Fargo. Yeah, I don't, mm. I
2: don't I mean, I don't know. He's really good in this movie. and I mean, I, for me personally, I just like Fargo a lot better than this film. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that he did not deserve to win. Didn't he? Because then he get nominated for Boys in the Hood, too? He's really good in that movie.
1: I, I hope he did. I think
2: he was.
0: He was also nominated for um, Slay Dogs. <laughs>
2: Snowdogs. Snowdogs. Snow And Boat Trip.
1: <laughs> was
0: he nominated for Boat Trip? Oh,
2: yeah. I, Spe- yeah, I hope so.
1: This, I don't think anyone's ever had a worse post-Oscars career. Post-Oscar well, win. He was in the the, the O.J. Simpson series. Yeah, Exactly. But that's, that's, like, that's a gap of, like, almost 20 years. 20 yeah. years. Yeah. 96 to 2016. 20 was years. He Red Tails, oh, too.
2: shit. The George Lucas World <laughs> War II Flying Aces movie. Was he in that movie?
1: Yeah, he was. Huh. Um. um how many
2: people were in that. I mean, I always feel like I've seen Cameron Crowe as someone like Richard Linklater. I don't know why. Like, I guess there's, like, a kind of similar vibe, except Richard Linklater's made a lot more movies than him. Like, the thing that... Because I was really hoping that we could do Almost Famous for this podcast, because I was convinced that movie came out in 1999, but it didn't. and came out in 2000, which was really disappointing to me. But Cameron Crowe... The like the almost famous is autobiographical. Like Cameron Crowe was lied to by his mother about what his actual age was. So he was actually a lot younger than he thought, hmm. and um, he I guess he said in high school he was bullied and you know made fun of because he looked a lot younger than the other kids. So he kind of escaped into music and he wrote like articles for Cream magazine, for Rolling Stone. Like he did have a correspondence with Lester Bangs. And uh, he actually did get to go on tour with. Um, I believe he went on tour with Led Zeppelin, The Eagles, um, the Allman Brothers band. I think they they were the big one. <laughs> they, they were the, the main inspiration. Like I think it was like Procol Harum. He mm-hmm. went on tour with a couple other bands, like some smaller ones. But I mean, Stillwater and almost famous is a fictional band that they made up. But it was like his memories of touring with. You know all these bands, and he was in high school when this all happened. Like that, which to me is almost unbelievable. But he got his start because I think he wrote "Fast Times at Ridgemont High," was like his first big thing, and I think that he wrote a couple other things. I think the first movie he did make was "Say Anything," which I've never yeah. seen, but it's famous for you know the scene where John Cusack is holding up the boombox boom box playing Peter Gabriel. <laughs> Like I don't even know what the movie's about. I just know that that's a that's a thing, and don't do that in real life. I, I probably wouldn't unless that.
0: unless you're playing Sledgehammer. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but like, when they're like what is this Peter Gabriel? <laughs> yeah, Sledgehammer. I wanna be. Da-na.
0: Anyway, sorry yeah. to derail that. Well, no, they, uh, <laughs> I, I, it, like
2: basically, Cameron Crowe, I felt like made movies like Richard Linklater, who did films like Dazed and Confused and Slacker, and
1: you know. It's because they were both, they're both, they both kind of look similar. Yeah, they do. And they were just white guys that came up in the '90s through independent film, <laughs> mm-hmm. and made kind of similarly toned movies too.
2: Steven, does Steven Soderbergh look kind of like them? Not really. No, he's bald. He's, he's a white guy.
1: <laughs> he's bald. So yeah, they that in common. And, and all, Kevin, Kev, Kevin common Smith look looks,
2: looks just <laughs> like all of them. Looks very it similar. looks like two of them at once, yeah. It's almost hard to believe he came up in that same scene as someone like Steven Soderbergh. God. Yeah. <laughs> independent cinema is weird. <clears throat> but this movie was decidedly not independent cinema. It had Tom Cruise, who we've discussed before, and like... I, I feel like we've talked about how um, how Tom Cruise is off-putting in a way. In this movie, it's excusable because he is someone who is kind of like on the brink of just completely losing it. Mm-hmm. So his crazy eyes are justified in this movie.
1: There's some moments where he smiles, and scenes where he's supposed to be nice, where he looks incredibly menacing. His yeah. smile is menacing <laughs> and, and just it's... disingenuous. Like,
3: I found a way to make him run again. Oh, <laughs> there's always a way to make Tom, Tom Cruise run. He's always got to run. And oh, that's really yeah, he nice. runs a lot in this yes. movie. Actually, like a couple times. He's always got to run. <clears throat> Look at my running form. I went to running school.
2: Well, he just they just put oh. Jonathan Lib like a mile away from him. Mm-hmm. They're like, go get him. I don't know if you knew that or not.
0: Wouldn't you run to him as well? He's such a sweet little boy. In this
2: movie, yeah. He's a little cute little kid. Like, this movie is rated R, which I don't... Because, like, the only reason it's rated R is because they're swearing in it. I don't understand. Like, I'd imagine that this was a very big date movie when it came out. So I don't understand Mm -hmm. why they didn't just get rid of all the cussing. And they could have made it, like, a PG-13 movie. Because there's literally no other reason. I mean, there's a lot
0: of implied sexuality... And they do oh. straight up show him and his fiance fucking. Kind I'm of. sorry, that was a big cuss. They do kind of show them like you know doing the. There's some weird scenes yeah.
2: with
1: Denise Helberger.
0: A couple.
2: Um, this can still be a PG-13 podcast. You yeah, we got once. we got
0: the one fucking out of the way. Oops. Rated <laughs> yeah. R.
2: Whoops. You
1: and Cameron Crowe share something in common. <laughs> this is a uh, definitely. <laughs> this is a movie that only could have been made in '96 like just the the tone of it I'm going very general and broad here but I feel like I didn't like it and I don't know if that if it's just me cuz I feel like I'm cynical to a fault and as a cynic <laughs> well there you go it's it's a, I'm just like oh this is This is this movie is a huge call out post to you This movie feels like <laughs> if a self help book became sentient and wrote a screenplay Help mm. Me Help You I mean it's It's a
2: very saccharine and schmaltzy movie, for sure. Like, it's very, very, very ooey-gooey, sugary Mm -hmm. romance. Like, the way that Renee Zellweger looks at people whenever anything mildly romantic happens. Yeah. Like, she just creepily (laughs) stares in. It's like these two people are kissing on a plane. She's just looking at them with that Renee Zellweger, like,
1: pouty face. She's ten rows back and still hears their conversation and still, like smiles at it
2: i would just look at her and be like can i help you like <laughs> can you not like stare at me and like look like you're about to kiss us from like 10 miles down from the airplane she makes we're some comment at?
1: about first class Oh, uh,
2: first class yeah.
1: you get more within a pillow or something like that well no it was
2: uh what's
0: what's the difference with purse first, first class and she's like it used to only mean a better meal. Now it just means you're. A better Now, human now it being? means you're a better human being, <laughs> yeah. essentially. Well, no, now but it like, means better,
2: better
3: life.
0: Yeah, better life. There you go. Yep. And you have a yeah. significant
2: other in your life, because. The... And
0: Jonathan Lipnicki's allergic to the blanket,
1: which oh, is a God. shame. I thought that was going to be mm. a plot point. No, I hadn't seen this before. I thought, oh it, no, I thought it was going to be that, <laughs> like the, a set off and well, like set up a almost, like, um, yeah. yeah. almost like so. um, what's the other movie? As Good as It Gets, where. Helen Hunt's kid has an allergies, mm. and that comes up throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was going to be like that, where Jonathan the Nikki would have allergies that would have to be addressed. I think the this whole is the movie. way to
3: make the kid look a little bit more vulnerable. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Jerry or Stand, Stand By character. Me,
0: where where Home Alone gets killed by bees, where oh. that's the that's my, 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 my Girl, My What's Girl, my Wow, My Mistake. Well, means the, well, that's the dead body they find in Stand By Me. It's not like it's not like Stand By
2: Me is a much later movie than My Girl. Oh my god. <laughs> I guess we should we should talk about what the plot of this movie is so Jerry Maguire a sports agent a very successful one and mm-hmm. one who is like this feels like this movie is like a hangover from like that late 80s yuppie period yeah. because all of the sports agents and I'm sure that they're like that in real life and even now where they're very surface level people like they basically like you as long as they can get something from you And as soon as you don't have what they want, or they don't want it anymore, like, you get today's papers, you know? So, Jerry has, like, a sudden change of heart because he notices, like, one of his players has a concussion. I want to bring this up real quick, is that this movie, because now concussions in sports, especially the NFL, has become a more serious topic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this movie actually brings light to that years before this was even a problem. And that was the way that, you know, like, the NFL and other people were dealing with the longest time. Like, oh, he's fine. He's had, what, like, 20 concussions? Like, he, as long as he knows, like, at least the first half of the alphabet. Like, we just need him for, like, five more years, and then he can just slowly whatever. So, Jerry, like, the kid, you know, the guy's kid calls out Jerry. Basically, like, you don't care about him. Like, he's just a paycheck to you. Yeah. It's just a number. So, Jerry has a change of heart. It's like an attack of conscience writes this manifesto about how they should have less agents at first. Everyone's like, like, all right, like, you know, you, you said what needed to be said. And then a week later you're fired. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're going to poach all of your clients mm-hmm. like right away. Fucking Jane Moore. Sorry. And then, you know, your girlfriend, fiance, who's not exactly right for you is going to leave you. So you're going to lose everything except for the fish. He left her. He did. But she would have left him.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think she would have left him. He mentioned multiple times before they broke up how they clearly were not right for each other. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. he kept kept on trying to propose and it didn't work out and she was being annoying to him. And it's (laughs) like...
2: It felt like she didn't... Like, she liked him and he liked her, I think, mutually for their success. But I don't think that they really liked each other as people. Mm -hmm. Like, they didn't... At the end of the day, like, if he tried to talk to her about his feelings she'd probably be like what is this like what are we what are we even doing right now because I mean I was I was surprised because when he first loses his job with the uh with this with the firm she actually like doesn't instantly like it wasn't like that cheesy thing where it's like instantly like oh you're not successful anymore we're all leaving so at first she was like I'll stick by you but you know she also kind of Let's it slip that she kind of thinks that he's a loser now because he's losing all of his clients and he's just circling mm. the drain, so to speak.
1: I feel like they really rushed through the whole mm-hmm. writing the manifesto and t- you know crisis of conscience type well, thing. Well, they
2: did it with his, because um,
3: his narration. They I feel like they used the narration to kind of they really lean fast on. forward things like. They they use it kind of as the exposition it's, of her, like you're like all right this is who I am this is what I'm about and this yeah. is what the story is boom let's I, go I agree I think it's
0: it's fine for this because if they hadn't done it it would be like a three and a half hour movie it yeah. seemed, it's yeah, no long. I it's, I don't want like Jerry Maguire origins that didn't
1: feel it felt like something that would have happened thirty minutes into a movie not ten minutes into a movie <laughs> X Men Origins
2: Jerry Maguire <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> like that's
0: that's a, a a prequel comic you have to buy.
2: Where did he get his crazy eyes from? <laughs> you get to see how they put
1: adamantium on Jerry Maguire's bones.
0: Finally.
2: Yeah. To do nothing with it. Well, they didn't put it on his bones. Yeah, they, they
0: never really
2: pay uh, off that. It's it's just that, that he said he could sprint with perfect form. <laughs> they just put <laughs> it on his teeth. I <throat> technically <laughs> are his bones. <laughs>
0: that's, that's how they show him the money. <laughs> well,
2: this movie spawned three huge catchphrases, which is show me the money. which yep. Show me the money became the equivalent of the WhatsApp. Like, that oh was, like, God. one of those things where you just heard it everywhere. Like, kids in, like, I was in, like, what, second, third grade when this movie came out and there were kids saying, show me the money. They didn't, I... They it didn't it reminded him. me of that story with the kids saying, Jose's the bomb. Like, that kind of lame, like, show me the money. Like, you don't even know what that I think means. we should
0: bring it back, personally. Yeah. Show me the money. Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: Should we bring back the other two? There was Swingers where it was, like, you're so money. Oh, I hate you don't that. You know it I yet. hate
0: that. But I love show me the money.
3: I don't know.
2: People just like catchphrases of money in it. I guess. And then there's also you complete me, and you had me at hello. So, Cameron Crowe, I think, is I'm guessing someone who probably wears his heart on his sleeve because this is a movie that very much wears its emotions (coughs) out in the open. Like Mm. it, it's unabashedly emotional and you know intimate. And it's not like I. I thought this movie was okay. Like, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't hate it. But, uh...
1: Well, the whole big thing is, Show Me the Money comes out because, as Jerry Maguire is being kicked out of his firm, he only is able to get in contact with one player. Yep. uh, Mm -hmm. Rod. Rod Tidwell. Cuba Gooding Jr., who demands that he show him the money with Mm -hmm. his next contract. And... I like that they are the only two that it's just him and one player because they're both underdogs. And that's kind Mm. of the underlying theme of the movie is they're both working out of... Basically, they both are good at their jobs, but they are both... They have their flaws. Yeah, they're kicked out where Jerry is great, but he gets kicked out of the firm. Rod is a great wide receiver, but because he's small, he basically needs to fight just to get a decent contract. I
2: think it's also that he's very vain. Mm -hmm. He's someone like he's insanely talented, but he knows it. And he's not humble or modest about his talents, which maybe he shouldn't be. But at the same time, like, is someone that actively annoys the teammates
1: around him. In 96, there really weren't a lot of wide receivers that were like this. A lot after. Joe Horn, Terrell Owens, uh, Chad ojo Cinco, they all basically acted the way Rod Tidwell did this whole movie. But before this movie... Maybe Andre Risen in the early 90s. Otherwise, there weren't a lot of super diva wide so may, receivers.
3: Maybe just wasn't really well known. Yeah,
1: or, yeah I, mean, I think it's also media exposure. Yeah. What, what team did he play on? It was like the, the Falcons of the Cardinals? No the Cardinals. The Cardinals. The Cardinals, the Cardinals, yeah. Arizona,
0: Arizona Cardinals, yeah. and he wanted to stay on the Cardinals, and he wanted to be on the because Cardinals he, the entire yes, time. Because he went to Arizona State. Yes. So. And he wanted to be with his family.
2: And he wanted so. to also be in a commercial that wasn't just him riding a camel. <laughs> yeah. And, and like like being the with like the sofa king, or the bed king, like he something where the he mattress is, king, the mattress Yeah, king. I,
1: I forgot that the reason I brought up that show me the money scene is because he's asking Tom, he's asking Tom Cruise to just or Jerry McGuire to ye- scream it in his office. He also yeah. asked him to, sh- he asked him to yell, "I love the black people." Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like. I don't know. Just a weird thing to have Tom Cruise screaming. That he really in movie. goes
2: for it too. Like he screams, like yeah. "Show me the money!" Like really gets into it and really debases himself pretty badly. But at the same time, like once you reach rock bottom, you might as well. And he has clearly reached rock bottom by that point in the movie. Well,
0: yeah, with the I love uh, the black people thing. That was Tom Cruise. What he actually said: I I need this so that we can just have it on, on soundproof whenever we need it that I, I've yelled this. <laughs>
3: well, my favorite was earlier is another one of his clients when they were getting poached was, I think, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he essentially said, I don't know, I don't understand black people. He's like, what do you mean? I don't understand black people. Nothing's blacker than me. It's <laughs> like, I, so, you, you can't be saying this right
0: <laughs> what you guys are
2: saying is that Mel Gibson has said this in one of his movies. That all, I love the like, black and the Jewish people. All was forgiven. For them. posterity, all a lot, yeah. yeah. A lot of trouble down the road. Like, no, like uh, I was in
0: this movie yeah. once when I said it. Didn't you see Jerry Maguire? All
3: is forgiven. Didn't Didn't you show the money? No, he, he fought with slaves and he helped free them. And the Patriots. So we're good, Mel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all is forgiven.
2: Wasn't is that is forgiven. the revolutionary? I thought he was just killing British people. No, but yeah, he fought
3: with slaves.
2: Mm. So. I haven't seen that movie in a very long so. <clears> time. <throat> yeah, it's been a while. Um,
1: This movie does make a really good... <laughs> This is a riveting episode, you know what, guys. You know what the, problem, the problem with this is... is that a low-energy fucking podcast. <laughs> the movie kind of like drags its feet because all this happens and the show me the money thing and suddenly it's just Jerry and Rod Tidwell and then it's all the... It's 90% uh relationships yeah relationship with yeah. Renee wigger and that's kind of boring and also you can't really i don't you can't really go into detail line by line it's just it's I mean, I mean no I the, the the actually the the plot of this movie is super
0: like i don't want to say roller coaster because that would imply that there's a lot going on but it is like it's a high and low it's you have it's a redemption. This, exactly yeah. that's a cool
2: motorbike
3: it was like a weird vroom. vroom. <laughs> the whole marriage thing was very awkward. Yeah,
2: but I think that so it was, that was very awkward. It was meant to be that way because yeah. they bring up earlier in the movie that Jerry Maguire, I guess prior to meeting like Kelly Preston's character was like a ladies man, like, you know. And the reason that he went through so many girlfriends was that he couldn't be alone. Right. Like that's his big thing, which they really never explore much in this movie and they never really kind of show him that he needs to be his own person in order to be with someone. Because I think, you know, he, he, he proposes to... I'm sorry, I just want to... He proposes to Renee Zellweger's character as, like, this knee-jerk reaction because she's about to leave. So it's, like, literally throwing a Hail Mary being, like, marry me. We've been on one date together. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some sexual tension for, like, two months that we've known each other, but we should get married, like, right now.
0: Well the direct line was that he can't be alone and he's a good he's good at being a friend but he's not good with intimacy. So it, that whole thing was just he just can't get past that and it shows in his relationship with Renee Zelliger, where it just like it gets super like like tense after they're married but then it's just
3: <sighs> well, he immediately just is not spending time with her. Exactly. Immediately. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And but shouldn't I,
1: she have known that that was going to happen? He's a sports yeah. agent with one person to focus on. Well, she kind of she kind of did
0: know that because she said that she was I don't know she was blaming herself. Said that she uh kind of kind of what's the word I'm even looking for? Kind of led him into it almost. You know, like. I, I suckered you into this, but worst of all is I had a kid like Guilted, with me. Guilted. Guilty yes, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah. When she really didn't, no. like wow. not at all.
2: I think they were both just people, like Jerry was in a very vulnerable situation where he had lost everything. He had lost his career. Well they were he both had, in very vulnerable. Yeah, because yeah, she situation. was as was her, yeah, she was yeah, as well. Yeah. But like, you know, he had lost his career, he had lost his fiance, it was someone who was literally on the brink of a nervous breakdown. And for her as well, I mean, it was almost like the graduate. <laughs> what was
3: that? I said he kind of already had one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the <laughs> office. Because a lot of people imitate that scene. That's a really funny one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Where he just completely loses it.
3: not going to do what you all think it's I'm going to do. I mean, that was
2: only a taste, though. Yeah. <laughs> before they give him like the full sample. Damn. But um, he was in that position, almost kind of like the graduate. She just instantly was like, yep, I'll go with you, too. And, uh, you know, realizes like, wait, you know, I have a kid I have to take care of and I don't have health insurance and you promised me health insurance. Like, cause like when she leaves to go to San Diego, like, it's not like, like she's being like a jerk. Like she's not like, it's a very practical, like, look, I need an actual career because no. I have a son that she's I have to worry about. Going so.
0: after health insurance. Yeah.
2: And like, we went on one date and you're a nice guy. Like they're right for each other, but they rush it. Like I think that's the big thing is that they rush into it because when they're married, like they can tell when they're out with uh, Rod Tidwell and his wife that they're they just don't have that same connection that the two of them have because they <clears throat> give it enough time to develop.
0: I mean I would pick up and leave in a hot second for health insurance. I was gonna say I didn't yeah. like personally <laughs> <laughs> like in a second, I'd be out the door. Just like later, guys. Your boy's I'm got some s- health insurance. Started a new Diego. life. I'm cool.
2: <laughs> what if Tom Cruise chases after you? Like, Wait, Only, no.
0: only if they have to show a full body shot of him running after me. Like, marry me,
2: marry me, Mike.
0: <laughs> it's like no, I've got, I've got health insurance. I'm going to San Diego. <laughs> it's like, oh, but you're, run- you're
3: running for him. It's so good. Yeah,
0: only if they, they gotta play like, like some cool music over it. I mean, like, like Secret Garden. I was going to say, like, Bruce Springsteen's <laughs> Secret Garden.
1: I rolled my eyes so hard when that song started up. Was Apparently, that song written for this movie? It was a... I think he uh, Bruce Springsteen had a greatest hits collection come out around the same time. Yeah. And he wrote that song just as a bonus song for that. And Cameron Crowe liked it enough, he put it in the movie. And that became a huge hit after this movie. Mm
0: yeah i mean i think it's important to say that we're watching this in the year 2017 mm-hmm. so in 1996 like that's that's way cool that bruce springsteen has a new song it's, new scene, it's yeah. in this movie it's it's really like it's a good song it's a great song yeah. but mm-hmm. but it's I agree with you. I over think the, that over it's the, over the, the date. yeah, like, oh,
2: it's not on. so much that they go on a date though, as much as they walk around while that song blares. That's a whittle really, hamfisted, really, really loud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do they, do they like look up at one point? Where's that music coming from? Like <laughs> Bruce, <laughs> Bruce,
0: Bruce. Maybe That's... they just have like those parks that are like like in uh, like Disney World where they just blast background music constantly.
1: Unless you know the parks are ready to close. That <laughs> yeah. song, that song is one of the. Many things in this Oops. movie that let you know it's the 90s. Oh, yeah. Mostly the NFL draft where Jerry has another client that dodged, that basically breaks away from him the night before the draft. Jerry there's, O'Connell. There's, yes, 26 teams in that draft. There's way more than that now. There's uh six more teams now. Uh, also, the haircuts in this movie, there are some really peak 90s haircuts. The Rachel. There's a lot of Rachel's. There's a lot of... Uh, everyone, every other guy at that sports agency, sports agency has the worst haircut. Oh, yeah. They all have shitty haircuts. Who they was, all got
0: the Donald Logue going. Donald Logue. Because he's in movie. it, yeah. He's in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Who is uh, uh, the guy hair. who
2: played Jerry O'Connell's dad? Because he's better. Bo than, Bridges.
1: Yeah, Bo Je- Bridges. Yeah. Oh. Bo Bridges.
2: Didn't he pass uh, away recently? I think he's still alive.
0: Okay, good because I was going to yeah. say he's a jerk in this movie. He is like because
2: mm. that's the thing. Like we talk about how he keeps Rod well, but he manages to keep Jerry
1: O'Connell as well. He's a top prospect, oh. and he and he starts playing Nirvana song the night before. He's playing it on his guitar. Yeah. this yeah. is
3: the nineties people. That bothers me is that that guy never gets his comeuppance. Like it's, they never address it. Yeah, it's like all right, well that guy screwed you over, and moving on. Well, I mean, that's, that's life. Didn't you know. didn't yeah. the Cardinals beat uh, uh, Dallas?
0: It, oh, no, I'm sorry. He went to Denver. My mistake. Yeah, he goes. Okay, to never Denver. mind. Never um, mind.
2: Well, I mean, it's almost like when you watch It's a Wonderful Life, like Mr. Potter in that movie, who's the main villain of that film, never gets You know, to
0: sometimes people don't get they, their they don't.
2: comeuppance. It happens a lot, so, Maybe I mean, You, just, I you just made a
1: better ending to the movie. I know. <laughs> if they're playing Denver, it's like, it actually makes it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have to be like, the huge epic do It just—it's a neat, neat little bow because after yeah. Jerry O'Connell maybe like maybe stops, that feels a little maybe it.
3: that feels a little forced.
2: There was a nothing else in the no, and feels he forced. and he
3: gets hurt, and Tidwell doesn't.
2: I actually looked this up online. The same. There was a deleted scene at the end of the movie because he consulted Adam Sandler on this, oh. and he's like, "What you do is you have Jerry O'Connell and Bo Bridges working out of Hooters at the end of the movie. Oh god! And uh, Jerry <laughs> and Jerry Maguire and his wife go into Hooters, and they're like, oh. How did uh, playing for the Broncos work out? And they're like, "How that five-year plan (laughs) work (laughs) out?"
0: And then uh, Jay Moore pops out from behind the uh, kitchen with a big old bucket of French fries, and he says, "Oh shit!" And turns back around and goes back into
2: the kitchen. Jay Moore didn't even get hired by Hooters; he's working the street outside the Hooters. Mm. That's why he's
1: stealing all them French fries. He's working the street. (laughs) If, If I may say one more giant '90s thing. Yeah, go and for it. The that's that's the it's podcast. The most, it's the most important one is when Rod Tidwell is waiting around at, I think it's uh, it's a big signing ceremony, and a bunch whole bunch of brands are there. Two kids come up and ask, are you Hootie? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> are you Hootie? <laughs> that's a very 90s thing. That's, like, if a person younger than us watched this movie, they would be completely fucking lost. They they all know. That's yeah. when you no look, one know you look Hootie down at them, you go...
0: They're talking about Darius Rucker, <laughs> <laughs> as, if, as if they know who that They're is. Even yeah, because well, no, he had a resurgence under his own name more well, little recently. Yeah, now, yeah,
1: with, with the Burger King commercials. <laughs>
0: Those were, I mean, those were part of it. Yeah. I didn't was, know, like, he had a couple, like, I didn't know that. He had a couple hit songs in the past, like, five to six he, years. He
2: was, a, he's a... I think, he was, when I was at school, he was playing at some yeah. community center near us. I, like, <laughs> it, it, he wasn't billed as Darius Rucker, though. He was billed as Hootie Sands Blowfish. I went, oh, was, man. Was, I hope
1: he comes, like, this ain't your mama's Blowfish. No, because <laughs> my, and my mental Darius Rucker timeline is Hootie and the Blowfish. Burger King commercials, <laughs> present day. There's nothing else. I didn't know he was. Well, he had a comeback.
2: I remember because what was the name of that album? Like cracked mirror or something. Like cracked mirror. mirror. Yeah, cracked yeah. mirror, which is like this huge. Because my, 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 be you? my dad had that album. My dad loved that he album. He had it on cassette. Yes. So and like I remember, dad. there was like oh this God, episode dude. of The Simpsons dude, where dad's like, on wow. Bart was like. I, I think, like, Bart's talking to Chief Wiggum, and he goes, like, who eating the blowfish? He's he like, yeah, it's cheaper than my tapes. cheaper than
3: tapes.
0: <laughs> Speaking of The Simpsons, let's go on to this. Gracie Films uh, produced this, and James L. Brooks was uh, part of producing this. He's long-time producer for The Simpsons.
1: This definitely seems like a... James, James L. Brooks's movies are, are, are this. Like, Terms yeah. of Endearment... Okay. Uh, he made a few other ones. It was, I think as, all, good as, it gets, was, as good as it gets. Yeah, as good yeah, as it gets is him. But they're all like similar. Because this the
3: Cuba Gooding Jr. Because he's in, he's in as good as it gets too. I think he, he probably is?
2: is he. Yeah. That's the Jack Nicholson movie.
3: Yeah. He's the um, the writer's agent. Hmm. Ironically, wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Full yeah. circle. Is he? Yeah. I've I've not seen that movie. He's the first time.
3: one that stands up to Walter.
2: And he tells him you need that to... That was Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yes. You know what I hated, though, is that they didn't have that... that, a, that nah, a, I like that na, movie better na, than this na, na, one.
1: As Good As It Gets is better than this. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Both, uh... Yeah, he is. He is? Damn. Shit. James movies get nominated for Best Picture a lot. Because as, as Good As It Gets was, this was, Terms of Endearment <laughs> 1. It's Cuba, man. Terms of Endearment's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Jack Nicholson's in that one, too. I'm a conspiracy. Yeah. It's it's not a really a conspiracy. It's just Jack Huggins. Huggins, He just you know? really likes Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jack Nicholson. I mean,
3: maybe maybe the Academy really likes them as well. I mean, I think it's the possible. Academy definitely
2: likes Jack Nicholson. And I mean, well, Cuba Gooding Jr. has been nominated twice, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this movie yeah. to me, it's really just about. I don't know. Like, I feel like for saying that this movie is so schmaltzy and smooth, like this movie really does kind of show you a lot about the heart like the harsh truth of reality like it's about connecting with someone cuz it's like you know there's a lot of people in your life like even people that you think really care about you who like are in your life but as soon as they can't get what they want from you anymore they don't want what you can give them anymore mm-hmm. they leave and you see that with his character like he loses all of his friends and his fiance and like I understand that he leaves his fiance but I mean, the writing is on the wall, like, from their relationship, so it's really just about connecting with someone who really just likes you for you, like, isn't self-interested, isn't self-involved, like, genuinely cares about you and how difficult that is to find. Because, like, with Renee Zellweger, like, he finds that in her, but the problem is, is that he doesn't give that relationship time to grow because, like, when they get to that part where their relationship isn't working...
1: Bonnie Bonnie Hunt makes too many comments and she has doubts... Yes,
2: she. I, I, that's the other thing. It's like the older sister. Who knows?
1: Was she an older sister?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were, well, I, I feel like she my was brain a shut sister. off
1: during half this movie oh.
2: <laughs> they have like those meetings at her house, like with a divorced wives, which yeah. like, to me was actually kind of sad because like, you see yeah. people that like get strength and you know having gone through like a similar situation, like they're empowered by it, but they're also very sad because at the end of the day, it's like they still lost the people yeah. that they loved and like you know the how they're kind of coping with losing people in their lives that meant a lot to them so when Renee guy, I don't even remember her name I name. was
1: about to ask what's her name
2: her name is uh <laughs> Dorothy like... yeah. yeah something, something Dorothy. close Dorothy? to that because yeah. Yeah. I
1: keep on saying Renee Zellweger, Zellweger. Yeah, Dorothy. I say Renelle. I hate her name Renee Zellweger. Zellweger I hate her name it's too much too <laughs> much Zellweger. Bridget Jones Renee Zellweger <laughs> in her diary
2: yeah, exactly. Well, when she ends things with Jerry Maguire, like, it's justified. Like, when she says it, like, it makes sense where it's like, we both mm-hmm. just kind of rushed into this, like, you know, like, I love you, and, like, we have a connection, but, you know, this seems really forced. Like, it just seems like we both just, like, I just wanted someone in my life, and you w- just wanted w-
0: someone. You had me at hello. Thank you, Mike. You had me at hello. I guess
1: the connection where they had sex to jazz music. Oh, yeah, weird. that was weird. Okay, first off, there's, <laughs> the, there's the nanny... Oh, uh, he's was... he's an up hair. Well, but what was the point of him? I was going to ask this. Uh, no, I don't think there's a point to <laughs> no, him no, personally. Feel no, like
0: I think he's just they needed uh they, they need needed someone... A, someone to watch Johnny Lipnicki. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ooh, may as well make funny, a little like yeah, but she's got her divorcee, like, meetings. Once a week. week.
1: She has it once a week. I can't remember. Like, uh, she has a
0: life. No, because she worked nights. She was, it clearly showed, I'm going, I'm making assumptions here, but she was sitting there smoking her cigarette out the window, wearing a night nurse badge. Yes, so I'm assuming true. that she worked nights, and then they got the au pair to come chill with little Johnny Lipnick.
3: And listen to jazz. And, and listen to jazz. And be, like, unexplicably <laughs> protective. Yeah.
2: I imagine yeah. that it was like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory where all the divorced wives all just slept in like one big bed. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them gets
1: out to like. <laughs>
0: and dances and everybody scoffs.
1: I'm surprised it wasn't like a dropped subplot of that all pair secretly being in love. That's what I figured. I thought that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah instead, I'm happy it didn't. Instead, it's <laughs> yeah. jazz. I it don't just think it's jazz. In I
0: it. like that he was just there to solely be a little overprotective. Mm-hmm. And teach the good word jazz.
1: By the oh, way, yeah. I they're listening to Haitian fight song while they have sex by Charles Mingus. And I recognized <laughs> it instantly, and I'm like, how do they even know what song this is? That's not exactly a known song. And then he goes, what is this? As he's having sex with a <laughs> nose teenager. I think a lot of <laughs> us here
2: <laughs> saw that movie Get Out. Yes. Where yes. You, know, yeah. you have like these white people that are like, like really overcompensating. And this guy in this movie, because he's like... John like just loves John Coltrane, and even John Coltrane would be like, "Dial it down a bit, man. Like, come on." <laughs> 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 if John Coltrane were still alive,
3: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the,
2: his character
3: his character was really random. What
2: I, I, I don't get the point of, like, I feel like they have needed like. Can,
0: can, can I tell you guys something though? I was gonna save this for later. He is one hundred percent my pick for who Will, Will Smith is in this movie. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> that's a
1: good one. That's good.
0: I think that's some good
1: uh, Smithing. See, then I w- I wouldn't question why he's in the movie, who was Will Smith. Yeah. You want to get Will Smith in your I movie. I
2: feel like we're usually joking when we say who Will Smith could play. I could easily see Will Smith playing Rod Didwell. Like, seriously. No. And Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character? That actually would have been great. That would have been really good. Yeah. Like, going he by would have been year really good at the part. Will Smith in so that's my pick, and that's adult. not even like a funny ha-ha joke. I mean, I really wish that Will Smith could get more mileage out of that white wig and the mustache. But, <laughs> I mean, you're, trying, you're
0: making it sound like mine's a funny ha-ha pick. I, I, think, I think that, that Will Smith...
1: Really work. Yeah. <laughs> I think both of them would really work. is funny because it's it really... makes it seem like Will Smith is still acting like a white guy acting like he likes jazz, <laughs> but it's Will Smith, where it's like he likes it too much, but it's... It makes sense to it makes sense because it's Will Smith.
2: Yeah. You ever see that office where Daryl goes like, You can all stop pretending that you like jazz now. <laughs> and they're sitting there all like, No, I actually really like jazz.
0: My favorite Daryl music moment is when him and Michael are seeing a show and Michael's trying to talk to him in the middle of the overture and he just tells him to be quiet. If I can't listen to the overture, I'm not gonna know what themes to pick up on in the middle of the show. <laughs>
2: Dude, I love Craig Robinson. Yeah,
1: he's he's a very funny man. I wish he was in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> It would have made it more interesting. Looking this cool. is the least amount of notes I've ever taken for this. Podcast. Oh shoot! It's just it's just because once you get to the point where Rod Tidwell and him are all on their own, and then it's just a relationship, I got nothing to comment on.
2: Um, I like the relationship between him and Rod Tidwell. Yeah, that was I mean, like a he really like. He's
3: yeah, he spent way more time on that than he did with the one with Renee Zellweger's character Dorothy. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean... That was really weird. I feel like everyone needs, like, a Rod well in their life, like, when you're down (laughs) and depressed. Like, imagine if someone like that came up to you and, like, said the things he said to Tom Cruise. You'd be like, all right, like, yeah, come on, I'll get up.
1: Yeah, I shoplifted the (laughs) pootie. I shoplifted the pootie. Did you shoplift the pootie? Yes, I shoplifted the pootie. I don't know if that would make this... This is probably X-rated now. I don't know what the fuck "shots up the booty" means. We we passed. The, we passed our PG rating a
2: long time ago. <clears> yeah,
0: <throat> I didn't realize this was rated uh, R. Is it rated <laughs> R? It a pirate movie? Now? I, no, I just I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really didn't realize yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. throwing a whole bunch of R words <laughs> out there. But uh, I thought That's it like was it a... Could easily be cut. I thought it was a cool mm-hmm. PG thirteen.
2: Um, I mean, cause, like I feel like. I do like the fact that, you know, because the thing that Jerry is rallying against in his communist manifesto (laughs) is, uh, the fact that they just treat their, they, they treat their athletes like property. Like they just treat them as Mm -hmm. numbers and dollars and cents and not as actual people. And like, he writes that, but he doesn't actually practice what he preaches until he gets forced to. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, they they
0: show that right away when he's down to just, uh, to just Cuba and uh, Jerry O'Connell, not McGuire, and uh, he just like he sees Cuba, gives him a pat on the shoulder, says, "Oh hey man," and then walks right past to uh, what's his face, Jerry Texas Mick. Shit, Texas Mick shit, So I'm gonna call hey. Jerry O'Connell. Yeah, he like started off so well <laughs> with not
1: cursing, and I now did. we're just done with it. I
0: did. That's funny. That's one of our biggest notes on the podcast. Could you guys not cuss as much? And I really want to not cuss.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you're the one that said Texas I'm the <laughs> one who said
0: Texan. Well, I mean, it. if that's the name of the
2: character, I mean, we really can't avoid that. Spoiler. Exactly. It's
0: hard. I'm. So, it's hard when the character's name is diarrhea of Shit. <laughs> I'm
2: not even going to... No.
0: <laughs> no, no, we're not getting into that. Not really, really um, down this but uh, like, because
2: at first he's really dismissive of Rod. Like at first, like when he still has Jerry O'Connell, it's kind of like, oh yeah, you're here too. Like I'll, yeah. yep. I'll get to you later. So then, you know, he ends up eating Cameron Crow when oh, he loses shit. Jerry O'Connell and like actually realizes that Rod Tidwell is his only prospect. And you know, he wants 11 million, I think, to re-sign. They'll give him like one million. So he really fights for him, like, but they form a bond throughout the movie, like, slowly through a lot, a lot, a lot of verbal abuse from Rod Tidwell.
1: Naked Rod Tidwell, because yeah. he does it in the shower. Out the yeah, day. like he, tons and tons. He of He wanted abuse. ten
0: million dollars, mm. and he ends up getting him eleven million. Yeah, to show that he's a
2: good businessman. <laughs> Mamma mia!
1: Mamma mia! He's a good businessman. Well,
2: Jerry Maguire, Maguire is an Italian. McGuire. It's McGuire is spelled
1: like I would have never guessed that's how you spelled McGuire. Like yeah. I assumed there'd be a C in
0: there. I I googled it up a lot with the MC <laughs> McGuire. McGuire, no. not where you would think it would be. I just thought of something. Mm. Do tell. Maybe I lost it. <laughs> okay. Um. So something cool that Jerry McGuire: The Legacy. Has brought on is Everything is Terrible has been collecting Jerry Maguire. If you don't know Everything is Terrible, they're a, a wonderful uh, video group. Like check them out. They do a lot of really cool video work. They take uh, old VHS's found in uh, thrift shops and uh, just cut them together. My uh, old roommate actually did something similar, so I spent a good summer just watching thrift store VHS's and it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life. I highly recommend it. So they're wonderful. Um, But yeah, for the past eight years, they've been collecting Jerry Maguire VHS tapes, and they recently put up a pop-up VHS store that uh, shows nothing but Jerry Maguire tapes. So they filled an entire VHS store with Jerry Maguire tapes. We just watched a video on it. The main plan is they want to build a pyramid out of Jerry Maguire VHS tapes, and I... Wish them the best of luck. <laughs> Do you think there's enough in the world? Oh, I hope so. Because I mean, they stopped making VHS. It looks
2: like they had a lot in that store, and I'm assuming that when this came out on video, that it was like probably a pretty big success. Yes,
0: you got to you got to imagine that Jerry Maguire is a huge movie, and probably has a shit ton of VHS tapes.
2: Mm-hmm. God, I'm sorry. it became like those Hootie and the Blowfish so cassette notedly. tapes. <laughs> Where it just got to a point where it's like they're cheaper than like buying like. I'm
0: gonna put a huge NSFW tag on this.
2: People, it's not any of, wor- We've
1: done way worse when yeah, we're cursing on our podcast. Did I, I? didn't just curse. No, he did. Oh, <laughs> I did. Unknown. We don't even notice it. That's the. That's the. Problem.
2: This is I mean, NSF JG, not safe for Jerry McGuire. Oh no, we can't show did him you the money. JG. JG. Jerry... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, JM. Ooh. Oh, uh-oh. wow. Yeah, I'm losing it. Show me the money. Show me my sanity. <laughs> um, I mean, I, the, the thing is, though, is, like, I, I don't... I Like I said before, like, I don't dislike this movie. Like, it was fine for what it was. Like, it's not my favorite movie, and I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But, like, I mean, for... <laughs> that that sounds really backhanded to say. Like, I, I thought it was all right. Like, it... It is really schmaltzy, but at the same time, like I would say that it never feels like grown worthy. Like it is pretty well written, I think, and like the performances are good. Mm-hmm. Like I-, I think that there are things you can like about this movie, and like I said, I don't particularly. I don't think I would think of any reason why I would watch this again unless someone else I knew wanted to, but. I, for what it was, like, you know, it, it hits the right notes, and I think the performances are pretty good. Like, I don't think it's best picture caliber, but I think it's, for the most part, like a solid, if slightly forgettable
1: movie. I guess we're kind of getting you know? the final thoughts. Well, because nothing yeah. else. What else happens in the movie? Cooper um, Jr., Jr. gets knocked out for 10 seconds, for a it, minute, and then it. dances. And then, the, and then it's a happy ending. <laughs> and and Tom Cruise and Renee <laughs> Zellweger just get he dances back together. Into the oh, then he does the he does I the stupid hate that. things. Like
2: because like like I said before, like it seemed so justified why she wanted to end the relationship. Like it made a ton of sense. But he and said the words. He said yes, things.
0: Yeah. He said she good, good things. Oh, she, he had her at hello. Yeah.
3: I feel like every time he starts talking, she kind of just like melts in his hands. Yeah. Like oh yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't
2: like that. Does she have, like, a big stock of lemons, like, before takes that they can just put in so she can really get that perfect, like...
0: I think that's just Renee Zellweger. Yeah. That's just how she looks. She's, uh... I don't know how old she is in real life, but she's supposed to be 26 in this movie?
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: No. I feel
0: like she's always been... They straight up say, I'm a different
3: 26-year-old, and I'm
0: watching her, I'm so like, bullshit, st- yeah, shit, lady. You can establish
3: her with a seven-year-old kid?
0: Yeah. Even, you're you're a 26-year-old single, like, I, no, I don't, I don't know where Sounds I'm going like with that. Roger was a jerk. I have nothing against, no, Roger died. Yeah. Yeah. But he was also a jerk. Okay. He well, was he says, a jerk and
1: he yeah. died. That's so weird That's it's yeah. like, it's either your husband died and you're moving on or he was a jerk and you left him. They doubled Not down. Both. Yeah, they really did. <laughs> it was, Man. he's a jerk, he was a jerk, he's a who, jerk luckily and he died. True.
0: He was a jerk, but it's okay because he's dead. Or, yeah. no, he was dead, but it's okay oh, because he's oh. a jerk. <laughs> oh, I don't
2: know. Sounds really bad either way. Jeez. Woof. This movie, man. Oh, heck. Those Italian Americans. Best McGuire. picture. Best Good picture? Bad.
1: Did it win Best Picture? No. No, no. no, this is The English Patient. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know game. what? Fun I, I should have won. I would have preferred.
2: preferred that this movie won over Have you ever seen The English Patient? That which hour? Uh, w- one of five. Which, which one of hour? the five hours that it is. That movie, because like I remember before I actually saw that movie, the only I, I thought that on Seinfeld that they made it. up. Oh, they no, like, yeah. When Elaine they talks hard. about it and she yeah. does like, and she and her criticisms on it are spot on. Like it's not that it's a bad movie because it is like quotation marks good, good in the sense that like Ralph Fiennes is fine in it. It's like it's wow. it's well shot and but it is. the the driest most boring film I've ever seen it's like three hours long it's really long it's really boring and it's about him crashing an airplane and he gets (laughs) like really badly burned and he tells this woman or guy the story of like how he lost his love because like she dies like I barely remember it it's not a good movie and it it is a good movie but I I did not like it (laughs) That's that's what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is that I did not like The English Patient. I did think, like, if I had to give this movie a rating on a scale of 1 to 10, like, 6.57, like, serviceable. That's about it. That's about it. What, what do you guys think about this movie?
0: It's fine. I, look,
2: I'm not watching it again.
0: I, I, have no, <laughs> I have no plans to watch it again. Not because of it being, like, bad, because it definitely wasn't. It's a fine movie for what it is, it just isn't my kind of movie, I guess. Which is weird, because I really like Slice of Life, like Delio's. But just something about this, it felt like it was a lot longer than it was. Um, maybe there were other reasons for that, but I, I don't know. I wasn't feeling too well when I was watching it. But yeah, I wasn't too crazy about it. I thought it was fine, though.
1: I find it weird that this movie... Entered the cultural zeitgeist the way it did Where it's you have It was such a huge success Such a critical success And had so many pop culture things That constantly get referenced for years after This is kind of I don't get it yeah. I don't get it I I don't get it is I guess the best <laughs> way to sum up this movie Okay not, not that I don't get the movie But I don't get why everyone else liked it as much Maybe because it was the 90s And everyone was on uh, coke I assume <laughs> Was we'll that a big just 90s on problem? Coke for is that, three
2: decades I mean, I was gonna
1: say, It'll be, it'll was be on the
2: coke.
1: 2000s next time don't I don't
0: know but this war on drugs Ain't doing shit then <laughs> All these people like Jerry Maguire What are we gonna do? Well, If he's a sports agent then I am pretty sure <laughs> oh. That there is a 100% possibility He is on coke 100% I'm, I'm surprised Tom that wasn't Bruce a part of the naturally movie
2: naturally on coke Because he looks like he's on he guy in this movie He's he's, he's no, it's he snorts life. They do drink
0: it. a lot of Coca Cola in uh, one of the first meetings in this movie. Oh, I spotted all, some some long. wonderful '90s huge bottom uh, bottles.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I think we already established as well. Mission Impossible: That Tom Cruise does suck out people's souls, hence why he <laughs> has lived. The age of fifty five and he still looks like this. He still a bright, looks like, young, this. Still
1: looks like this in this movie. He still looks like yeah. he's gonna look like this in the mummy. Thank you, Zenu. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise, uh movie. It's movie. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, I mean it's it's fine, I guess. I guess based on your get your guys' description, I guess <coughs> you can really say that this doesn't really stand the test of time that well. Um, like it's the only issue is it's it's one of those kind of been-there-done-there situation or been-there-done-that situations, but, I mean, at the time, I'm sure like it was a bit more impressive. I've never enjoyed this movie that much. Um, I think I'm with Mike on this one when I say that you know, it's not my kind of movie either. Um, but you know, it's decently acted. I um, I think the relationship between Cuba Gooden and um, Tom Cruise's character is better than... Uh, the, like his and Renee Zellweger's character, by far. like That's definitely the more interesting story,
1: I think. I think if you want to fix the movie, just make it that. Make it a movie about a sports agent and his only client. Yeah. I'll and watch make, that.
2: Make the love plot like the B plot of the movie, not or make Or not even, have, even mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Well, don't even have it. Well,
3: it was Renee weird. Zellweger. At the beginning when he was writing the know. manifesto, I don't know about that. He was saying how <laughs> he felt so alone. And so you, it m- makes you think, oh, he's just some bachelor agent. And then you find out that he's engaged and it didn't really make sense with the flow of the story because he just talked about how alone he had felt. And then he wrote this manifesto and then he's supposed to be in love with his fiance. Like, I was... Like, I- I'm going in and I'm thinking, of course, they're going to break up. Like,
2: Yeah.
0: I t- mean... Oh, God. Nah, um the most... This movie does have one super super relatable moment in it that is he is driving and he's trying to sing along to the radio realizes he does not know the words <laughs> yeah. and switches to new songs and I, really, I yeah i holy shit was so like wow that is every day yeah. of my life
2: yeah. <laughs> I for me, it almost felt like he was trying to find the right song to express his joy. So like I love that on. where it's like it wasn't like yeah because like I feel like in most movies or like on a TV show like when they turn on a TV and it's instantly the thing that yeah. they need to see. Like I kind of love that where it's just yeah. like no, not this song. Yeah. I, I just like because he's trying song. to that sing to that one
0: Rolling Stone song. He he's did trying did to sing "The word. Bitch" by Rolling, yeah, Rolling yeah. Stone. Yeah, yeah, and it's and uh, he, he just can't like he do words. it. Yeah. And then everything else. <sighs> to me, I cool guess, stuff, cool
2: stuff. I wouldn't say that this movie hasn't aged well, because like, I don't think that that's really the problem. I just think that, like, it, it's like you said at the beginning of the podcast, like, it's a solid movie for what it is. Like, I definitely would not say that I hated the movie. Well, I mean, it's he
0: has just, a cell phone. It's
2: a little innocuous. Oh, like, it, to me, it, it, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, like, it feels very much like a date movie. Like, I can imagine going on like a first date and seeing this movie like oh that sweet like that, that's just the way that i see this film like it's not it brings up some good points about relationships i think and like it's not that like it's shallow like i feel like it, it has something to say in regards to forming relationships with people <coughs> romantic or otherwise it's just like it's not a movie that really sticks with you after you've watched it like mm. it's enjoyable for what it is but I can't honestly say that this was like a movie that made me like think much about it afterwards, apart from talking about it for an hour on a podcast. <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong on that front, but th- this was just a movie that, when it was over, it was over. Like it wasn't like, oh. Like,
1: I immediately watched something else after. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it went in one one side of the brain and out the other. Mm-hmm. I watched it in
2: two parts. It's a long movie. It's two and a half hours long. Mm. This, they could have easily cut a half hour
1: out of this movie. They could have cut out Reneezo, would you? Would you? So, would you guys recommend it? Hmm. Nah. Not no, but nah. Yeah. I think I would say what
0: else
2: he got. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: if somebody's like, oh, we got Jerry Maguire. He's like, ah, oh, that's cool. What else he got?
1: Do you have any I think mean, that's the that... reason your video
2: store exists, Mike, is because a bunch of people are like, this movie is always at the bottom of the pile of movies we're gonna watch. Like, why we have it? You got any oh, movies no, where
1: mind. stuff happens? <clears throat> you got any movies like that where things happen in them? <laughs> yeah.
0: You got a plot?
1: I mean no. <laughs> what about movies with plot if you had you
2: an interest in seeing this movie I would recommend it yeah but apart from that I wouldn't say that like if you're looking for a movie to watch tonight it'd be like Jerry Maguire yeah.
1: if you had some quest where you had to watch every Best Picture nominee ever I'll totally watch it well, you have to hell yeah so
2: but get it out of the way <laughs> yeah but then you have to watch The English Patient too
1: and then you have to watch you have to watch a bunch of shitty ones you have yeah. to watch Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close but you also get to watch Up Everyone loves Up. You had to watch Up. There was some. There was some really bad uh, Best Picture nominees. Like most. Like I I can't imagine. Some whiffs.
2: Like watching. Movies from like, cause and, like I'm not the kind of person because I feel there's a lot of people that when they see like older movies from the 30s and 40s, it's like, oh, I can't watch it; it's gonna be boring. Like there's movies I like from that era. Yeah, I there's some best picture from, well, from that
1: era that are that that are era. bad. That were, That's what I mean. Like generally, watching bad.
2: some of those movies from like the early 30s, late 20s, like <laughs> they're gonna be a they're gonna be a real slog to get through. Hey, because they're probably really long because no one had TV back then, so it's like going to the movies was like. You know, like going to the opera. You need to go
1: watch Cimarron, where I think they make some oh, really racist... Yeah, uh, I've seen that movie.
2: It's not good. It's not good at all. That's <laughs> picture. I've seen Wings, which is like... Wings a, is good. Wings it's, it's, okay, it's, it's long.
1: It's long, but like... It's for night For the best first picture winner, it's actually like... There's some really cool camera movement. Huh. It actually, yeah. you see like it's first person on a plane at points. It actually looks cool. Then like the next couple of years suck. And then mm. skip a few, uh, Jerry Maguire's nominated. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and, and, skip and a few, or in 1996. <laughs> and that's how low we've sunk. Ah, uh, what a world. <clears throat> Speaking of the world of podcasts, do we have any, uh, house cleaning? Any, uh, any comments? Well,
0: I guess that if you're listening to this on iTunes, hey, thanks a lot. We really appreciate it, but we'd appreciate it a little bit more if you would go and give us a little rating and uh, leave us a comment really helps us and it helps iTunes out when they're trying to sort through podcasts. So really does us a solid. You can find us on Twitter at Blockbuster night. That night is spelled NITE. You can also find us on Facebook at Blockbuster night, which is also NITE. Uh, we don't this is the last uh, Blockbuster night podcast for a while for a while. Because we have some other projects coming out that we really hope you check out. We'll be posting more about those on our social medias. Um, But yeah, definitely give those a chance. And we'll definitely be back with more 90s movies. But in the meantime, we've got some pretty cool projects coming out. that I I like them. I think you guys will too.
2: I remembered my story. I don't know if I want to say it though.
0: That is a really bad way to end a podcast.
2: <laughs> I no, because we were talking about <laughs> Italian Americans before. No, what is this that, That's an even worse way. Yeah, no, to and my, like my mom Italian. Like my mom is from an Italian family, so <laughs> okay. when I was growing up, whenever I was like bad or whenever I did something bad, my mom would call me a big juice. And oh, God. even she would say, like, even, like, playfully sometimes, like, you know, it was kind of like, "I'll oh, come here, you big jooch. And, like, my grandmother <laughs> would call me that as well. And I never knew what it meant. So I remember <clears throat> years later, like, because I want to feel like those, like, Italian-American comedians that think back on their life. And I'm like, hey, mom. What like does jooch mean? What does I was it like, mean? remember, like, when I was, like, a little kid used to call me a big jooch. And she, like, laughed at me, and she was like, you know what Big juice means? I was like, no. She was like, it's a horse's ass. Oh. But I was like, you used to call me a horse's ass for, like, ten years, and my grandmother who would say it to me lovingly? J- <laughs> Good night.
0: Now we have to put the NSFW on this. <laughs> 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 All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening we'll see you next time (laughs) nice
1: voice impersonation
0: that was that was my will impression
1: oh snap uh
0: merry christmas everybody